Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, February 23rd. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there was a report that emerged yesterday, and it said that CBS News was going to seize all of the files, computer records, and documents left from Catherine Hedridge. And she was recently let go from CBS. She's and, been there a long time. Yeah, she? and on her way out, they wanted everything she had all of her notes okay so i'm torn on this and you have been in management in radio i've owned Mm -hmm. a radio station but never really managed anyone Mm -hmm. it was just it was just uh, a few of us there and um in a in a management position so like we have uh, a company email Mm -hmm. we have a you and i have a company computer yeah is it unreasonable for them to say when you exit the building you'll turn all that back over to us yeah i i think typically when you leave that's the property of the company now the notes side of it though okay but if you were working on a story mm-hmm. but you were working on it as a story for cbs mm-hmm. isn't that kind of there i mean we like it belongs to them well yeah. that's this is my so I'm, I'm torn on this because you know i love journalistic independence and journalistic rights and i'm you know support all that and she, you know shield laws and all those sort of things but when i signed my contract mm-hmm that, uh, to the dismay of many, will keep me here for two more years unless I do something highly egregious. Um, Which could happen any minute. Uh, that's right. You, you just keep wishing. You may get, eventually get your wish, but at least on paper, they intend to keep me around for a while. Um, which is crazy because nobody listens, but uh, well, that's their business choice, not mine. Um, how, <laughs> how, there's a gajillion things like, mm-hmm. this is the rules, and when we dismiss you or if you get dismissed, here's what you have to do, and here's how the procedure goes. I'm pretty sure they are just going to let me take the computer and all my email contents. Right. With you. With me. Right. And when you leave, especially in broadcast, if you leave your any commercials that you've voiced over or anything that you've put your image, your name, image, right. likeness on, they get to keep that. There are currently television commercials still running in the South Bend market that I did. Right. I was on five years ago and they're still running them because yeah. the client wants to and the company that I worked for owns that stuff. Yeah, no, like with my contract, not to do some intricate detail thing here, but there are certain, they recognize I have certain independent ventures that I weighed into and did long before I worked here and they have said these independent ventures are still you know, excluded from this. Mm-hmm. So, but I doubt if you work for CBS, that's a little different than doing local radio. Sure. I would guess everything she's doing, like, I'm going to guess she doesn't have a side, you know, we all have side hustles around here, you know, hammer me, et cetera. We all do little things to make extra money. I'm going to guess she doesn't have a side hustle. I'm guessing everything that she would have been doing would have been for Mm -hmm. CBS. Yeah, well, you would assume that she was paid enough that she didn't have to have a side hustle. Right, so what is is the outrage then? Like, help me understand. Journalists are typically allowed to leave with their files. Now, not company property per se, like if it's the company's laptop, but if it's her notes on a story she's working on, 
they get to take them with you know with them okay when they, so when okay. they leave but that's the thing i think for those that are complaining well she should have known that and anybody if you don't have your you know your burn bag or your yeah right right your, your documents in order Jason, you've been fired from a bunch of radio stations. What, uh, <laughs> you were taking the out the door with you. Well, see, I would always preemptively take stuff that way because <laughs> you would. know when you're on the chopping block. <laughs> but I think the issue here isn't that she was fired or that they kept her stuff. I think what people are talking about is she was working on a story, mm-hmm. and maybe they're like putting the squash on that story, and they didn't know what the details were, so they were able to get her, in, fire her, get her information. Now they can squash that story, right? Or they can block the story. They can know what she was working but, on. But okay. But let's, but, let's bring, but let's bring this full circle. Is if you're working, first of all, the fact that she had him in her office is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, Jason is totally honest. Jason actually was the one of the first people to give me a job in radio. My fault, Casey. And, and, and uh, <laughs> Jason uh, left said radio station long before I did. And like systematically, the month before he left, there was just like one fewer thing in his office mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. to the point by the time he actually It was already cleared quit, out. There was nothing. You got to have a plan. Life is a plan. <laughs> well, you do notice that there's really not a lot on my desk. Like, I don't need a box. But to, but to bring I've the, learned that lesson. But to, but to bring this full, okay, but if she's working on a story for them, mm-hmm. isn't that CBS's right. intellectual property? right. Like if I were, let's say I were in the middle of and this, I don't even know how this would happen, but let's say I were in the middle of a pre-recorded show or whatever for WIBC. I did everything at WIBC. All the stuff was here at WIBC, and then they let me go. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get to take the half the show I'd pre-recorded with me, would I? No, but you should have half of that, you know, already with you, well, especially right. especially if it's gonna you know break some news but here's the thing i think the uproar is coming from that that means that cbs is mandating the talking points and her as a journalist she's trying to uncover the truth and get something out there they don't want it out there so that's why they're squashing but that's, it. That's not like some earth-shattering thing, though, right? But, I mean, but also, we don't know what type of high-level story she's working on. Sources, she does not have to disclose those sources to her employer. No, I agree. So now they have all her sources because, right. in theory, they would be it, in her emails or her, it's, her notes. Okay, so it sounds like okay, so it sounds like she really screwed up by putting these things that she may have needed in order to move forward with them in a position where they could be confiscated. Right. That's the mistake that she made. She should have had them. Because what'd you call it? A a burn? A burn burn, burn bag. A burn. I mean, if she'd have had, let's say she'd have had it all handwritten or she had her own personal cellular telephone Mm -hmm. she's working off of. Like Hillary. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're right. It's the Hillary Clinton thing. Yeah. If, if they, if she'd have had all that of her own volition, done of her own volition, or had it in her she house, she would have still had the sources. She could right. still continue to work on it, and she probably can. I mean, yeah, she who should owns have the a, intellectual problem? Like, she should have some of it by memory. Right, you'd think she knew where she was within yeah. the story. She was talking about this is something that she said three months ago about something that will happen this year. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, There are a number of uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. 
not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine, and we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So it's being said that she was pursuing stories that were unwelcome by the Biden administration and a lot of Democratic powerhouses who whatever she was working on, they did not want it getting out. So the the theory is she had stuff that's going to make Biden look bad. Mm -hmm. The higher ups went to CBS and said, this broad is mm -hmm. about to put stuff out. It's going to make us look bad. You got to do something about it. Probably would somebody who had been there as long as she had and been around as long as she has because she's been around a long time. Uh, they probably went to her and said, we don't want this story. And then she probably clapped back at him. And then they said she got to go because she's not going to play. Well, she was one of about 800 people that they let go well, of. Well, that's the other part of this because that was mm -hmm. part of the huge Paramount. A bunch of Paramount people got – we covered that story where they let a whole bunch of people go. Um, so you do kind of wonder too, is it like, ah, it was just bad management? Uh, you know, is, is this a conspiracy theory? Sounds like there's still a whole bunch of unanswered questions as mm -hmm. it as it relates to this. But I do think it, it's it obviously here has sparked an interesting discussion, which is you know what rights do you have as a as a journalist or a broadcaster or whatever, and what rights does your employer have, and and kind of how do all those things come together? Yeah, and uh, you know as you always say, you're just hired to be fired, so be preemptive if you're uh, thinking you're on the bubble. Have you ever been fired? Like you're so nice and such a good broadcaster. Have you ever actually been fired from a a media gig? Yeah. Yeah. Really? For sure. No kidding. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> imagine <strict>. that. <laughs> it's very painful, Rob. I don't want to talk about it. I'm still in therapy over it. Um, okay, let's talk about what is going on with uh, Byron Donalds from Florida. He's demanding that Joe Biden retire or face removal. Because you can't have a commander chief who just looks impaired like this. It's one thing to talk about the domestic issues that are that we're facing, the border being the number one issue in the country, and the fact that he's terrible at this job and he's actually hurting the American people. But even abroad, our adversaries see this, Putin sees this, Xi Jinping sees this, the mullahs in Iran, they see it too, yeah. and they see weakness and they're pushing all over the globe. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about our country. He should do the right thing and stand down. And if he won't do that, Kamala Harris needs to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. There's no way that Kamala Harris is going to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. Uh, no, and nobody takes the Republicans serious, and they know you're probably not even going to impeach him, much like get, get a conviction. So Joe Biden is going to do what Joe Biden wants to. All right, Casey, when yeah. we come back, it is time for me to do whatever that segment is where I say something nice about people. Well, it's got a name, but we're not allowed to say it, so. Yeah, you know. uh, so <laughs> when we come back, this is actually a really incredible story. I've known this lady for a long Rob's time. Rob's good time, happy hour. Yeah, she's her name's Monica Boyer, and she actually lost 100 and 20 pounds mm -hmm. and it's all abdul's fault and now she is helping other people through their weight loss journey and i just thought this was a tremendous story and uh she's gonna join us when we come back all right it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if kaskali is right for you
tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shining Rainbows with Rob. 93WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob, Casey's here. And you know, Casey, once a show, I have to do a little... You know, segment about good things going mm-hmm. on in the world. That's true. I'd like to point out I went um, by force, not by choice. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. But but I think I've done a pretty good job. You have done a good so job. So far yes. on identifying positive things going on in the world. And, yes. of course, yesterday we had Matt Bear and Ryan Hedrick and their fabulous uh, Supporting Sobriety podcast. Yeah. And there's another local story. And by local, I mean here in the state of Indiana that I think just absolutely needs to be told. This woman's journey is incredible. I've known her for quite a while and what she has done not only for to help herself but also she is now helping others get their health in check is absolutely incredible her name is monica boyer Mm -hmm. she um is is a lifestyle coach and she has a podcast called beyond the scale um and she's incredible because she has lost over 120 pounds naturally. Yeah, that's incredible. And yesterday we were talking with Matt and Ryan and they were talking about addiction to alcohol yeah. and drugs. But there is another addiction that people suffer from that can do just as much damage to your health and that is food addiction. Yeah, I mean, I feel good like when I will get on the scale at the first year and say, man, I got a little heavy. I got to lose five pounds. Mm-hmm. I think I've accomplished something when I've lost five pounds, yeah. much less 120. So why don't we meet Monica Boyer and find out how she lost 120 pounds? Sound good? Sounds great. All right, she joins us now on the WIBC hotline. Monica, I think that's probably the question you get a lot. It was an incredible transformation. I saw you do it in real time. How did you lose 120 pounds? Oh, gosh. Well, thank you for having me today. And I'm so excited I'm on the positive side of your interview. I'm just so excited <laughs> about that. I made it. I made it. Oh, gosh. I, I lost 120 pounds over the course of a year in the year 2017 after uh, my son says, hey, mom, let's go to Cedar Point. And what, what mom doesn't want to hang out with their adult kids? But the fact of the matter is I couldn't fit on the rides. Mm. And that was my moment where I said, I have to do something. But I had tried everything in the book diet circle after diet circle. And I, at that moment, I realized it was time for change. And I I personally chose the ketogenic uh, lifestyle and that completely altered and changed my life, not only weight wise, but metabolically as well. I reversed all of the diseases that I had. And so that was where my journey began in 2017. It took me about a year to do it, um, but changed my life. Uh, for the, my entire course of my life, as you probably know, coming from the political scene. Yeah. yeah. So, Monica, you said that uh, it, it not only helped you feel better and look better, but it reversed some of the diseases you were suffering from. Like, Well, I mean, not being able to get on the rides, that's um, one thing. But we're talking about life-threatening issues like high blood yeah. pressure, chronic pain, insulin resistance, and um, just the depression that comes with all of that as well. Yeah, it it was all of that. In fact, I didn't even know how sick I was until the doctor came out to the parking lot as I was leaving her office and said, listen, you've got one more chance. You are stroke level blood pressure. If you don't change this, I'm going to have to medicate you and and you are stroke level at this point. So you'll be going to the hospital. And so that um, that was kind of an unseen thing, you know, for me as realizing I didn't realize this what I put in my mouth could fix those issues. So I have a perfect lipid panel for the first time in my life. 
um, and and I don't have high blood pressure anymore. The depression is gone. All of those things are unseen because, according to my clients, the the victory comes when they step on the scale. And for this coach, it's not. It's when they come off of their medication. Uh, I so love, there's so I, many benefits. I love that you've helped others because, as you know, Monica, I'm somewhat selfish and self-centered. And when I do things, it's like, look at what I did. And you're like, so is it true you've helped people lose collectively now over 20,000 pounds? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 20,000 pounds. And, and even more than that, I hope so many people get their identities back. Um, I, I was a mom, you know, who has who was in the – pickup line. I didn't know who my identity was. And so when these people come to me and they lose the weight, they get so much more than the weight loss. That's that's the fun part, but they get their lives back. And you know, one of my one of my fun things is I get to shop anywhere I want now. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, you mm-hmm. can identify with that. Mm-hmm. You like shopping? I do like shopping. It is a hey. it is a fun thing to be able to try on clothes when you feel better about yourself. Real quick, I'm gonna give you the next question, Casey. But before I do, Monica Boyer is our guest. She's a lifestyle coach. She lost over 120 pounds. She's got a fabulous podcast. We're gonna talk about uh, here in just a minute helping others lose weight. Now, 120 pounds, Casey. That's incredible. The floor is yours. Yeah, but it's not even so much the weight but like monica said it's having a clean lipid without medication so let's talk about how you did it maybe this can help some of our listeners who are i don't know on cholesterol medication who would like to be able to get off clearly i'm not a doctor you're not a doctor but tell us what you did yeah the, the really, the thing that's going around in the media these days, because, you know, Rob, I thought I got out of politics and I got into health and I can't get out of politics. Because <laughs> the media loves to misportray this kind of lifestyle. Everybody thinks that I lick a stick of butter all day and I eat bacon all day. And that is just so misunderstood. The ketogenic lifestyle has actually been around since our ancestors. So it's not a fad diet. It has been here since the beginning of time. We eat whole foods. Well, the things that I got rid of in my lifestyle are sugar. Mm -hmm. Sugar is the antithesis of health. It is actually the thing that feeds cancer. My life life changed when I saw a PET scan. And what happens when you put uh, high fructose corn syrup in a PET scan in your body and the cancer cells light up like glowworms? It's um, unbelievable. So the... um, The fad diet came around when we went low fat. And so what I eat, I I do not eat processed uh, foods. I don't eat sugar. And I eat lower carbs. I eat moderate protein and high healthy fats. We're not talking about fried stuff. We're talking about things like avocados, olive oil, butter, those kinds of things. So it was just simply a matter of tweaking what I put in my body and removing those things that cause the processed food addiction. Um, and 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 the things that were destroying my body. So it's just simply whole foods. Yeah, Monica, I'm a crazy person now at the grocery store uh, because mm-hmm. I read the label on everything. I'm pretty much a perimeter grocery store shopper anyway, which is the fruit and vegetable aisle. And then, uh, you know, all that box stuff, processed stuff. Uh, it's so the stuff on the label, if you can't even pronounce it, why would you mm-hmm. want to put that in your body? Uh, do you do things like that as well? I'm obsessed. I am so crazy. 
when Rob's ready to go back to the dark side, we'll talk about the political side of what's on those labels. <laughs> In fact, I made a trip to go see my congressman last year mm-hmm. because of the word maltodextrin yep. that they say is sugar-free. It has a higher glycemic index than table sugar, but my diabetic clients think that they're eating something sugar-free, and they're spiking their glucose even more than they sat and had a, a sugar cube. So there is a dark side to this. I am always willing to go the dark side. But I am obsessed with nutrition labels. That's the first thing I teach my clients when they come into my care. Now, you said sugar, but like Monica, the sugar and alcohol, that's exempt from all this, right? (laughs) Oh, Rob, it it depends on your goals. We'll just put it that way. It depends on your goals. I teach real-life keto. So I'm I'm telling you, you have to have a real-life aspect of this. Otherwise, it's a diet, and otherwise you will fall off the wagon. Yeah. And it'll be another diet circle. So real life is, is really important, and there is a role for alcohol in that. Oh, okay, perfect. I love this. Okay, Monica. Again, Monica Boyer is our guest. A couple minutes left with her. She lost over 120 pounds. She's a lifestyle coach. It's an incredible <laughs> story. Tell us about your podcast you've started. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I'm nervous about that. That was – we launched it this week. Um my assistant coach and I didn't know what the heck we were doing, but we were doing lives every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. And we're like, you know what? We're actually kind of getting good at this. I'm getting good at reading her across the screen. And maybe we should just you know, double down and put this in a podcast form. And so I went to work. I studied how to do it. And we launched on Tuesday. And it actually exploded. I didn't even realize. I don't even know what to do with myself. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. We, we uh, are going to release once a week. And we're going to talk about beyond the scale. It, our bodies, minds, and spirits are connected. And when one is sick, they share each other's diseases. So it's much more than what we put in our mouth. It's body, mind, and spirit. So we're going to talk about it all. You know, I'm even going to talk about how this weight loss impacted my marriage. I, there's nothing I won't talk about. I won't. Uh, there's nothing I won't hit on this podcast. We love juicy so. gossip, Monica. You know us. We love the juicy gossip. So the, the, <laughs> the podcast is called... Beyond the Scale, mm-hmm. you can get it wherever you can get your podcast. And Monica, look, I've known you for a long time. I was telling Casey, watching you go through this transformation in real time was incredible. Not just how much physically it changed you, but you can tell just what a happier person you are. Yeah. Can you? Can I tell you who actually influenced me on the political side to do this with? My friend who loves me so much, Abdul. <laughs> he, he crossed the line during an interview, at a press interview, and talked about my weight. And I said, oh, buddy, I am getting you back. And he is actually the one that changed my life and said, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah, so. this is this is crazy because you and Abdul had a longstanding feud. And I think you guys, because he's actually said many nice things about you in he recent has. years. I wow. think you guys have kind of made made up and made nice. I thank him for changing my life. He said the hard things that nobody else would, would it, tell me. I asked my sister, why did you not tell me I was so unhealthy? She said, because you would have killed me. Yeah. So it, Abdul did it. It is the mirror for you. It's the first mm. life Abdul has saved rather than ruined. Congratulations, <laughs> Monica. Mon- You're the one. Monica, it's such a, uh, such a great story. Everyone should totally check out the podcast. It's mm. called Beyond the Scale. Thanks for taking a few moments to share your story with us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate you so much. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 1135. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Today is National Pet Day. 
It's what? National Pet Day. That's not a thing. It's, well, some people think it's a thing where they post pictures of their pet when did everything, on social media. Get a day? When did, yeah, when did everything <laughs> start having a day? When I mean, when, when did all, I mean, every day there's like nine different mm-hmm. things that today is. Who declares that it's a such and such a day? Is there a day organization? Right. Who there's, makes this call? There's a committee that gets together and they just don't invite you to it. You're not aware of this well, meeting this that is, happens? Well, this is just like the rest of my life. There's a committee <laughs> and I'm not asked to be a part of it. The reason I bring this up uh, is because it's being reported that Joe Biden could be sued for the dozens, the actual two dozen times that his dog, Commander, has bitten Secret Service agents. You know what we ought to do? I mean, think about the amount of high-powered attorneys we have at our disposal on this show. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, we had Mark Rutherford on last hour talking about the this Gabe Whitley debacle. Um, but our friend, Stephen P. New, mm-hmm. because he's a settlement guy. Yeah. Our friend, Stephen P. New. Maybe I should reach out to Stephen P. New and see if Stephen P. New would be able to willing to come on next week and talk about what sort of danger biden might be in about his dog biting someone well it's uh they're saying that he won't be able to claim presidential immunity for this Yeah, because that's your dog right and it was his job to train and supervise the family pet even if it was in the white house because they brought that dog into that area yeah, in that situation that makes, that makes sense and uh, so the, the secret service agents could sue for on the job injuries unless of course there's some sort of independent restriction that they have signed off on saying no matter what happens including a dog because they're not hired to protect the dog right so unless that is specifically spelled out there's potential for a lawsuit the there. dog is your property and you're accountable for the actions of that animal because you brought it into this that makes sense mm-hmm. i'm not a man of the law that's why i'm thinking maybe over the weekend i'll reach out and see if somebody who is would be willing to advise because this is interesting what sort of potential liability does mm-hmm. biden have over the dog can you imagine it's commander the dog is the thing that takes down Joe Biden. Well, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? Uh, so here's a dog trainer. His name is Brandon McMillan, and he's talking about what might have led to Commander, the family, the Biden family dog, biting Secret Service personnel in at least 24 incidents at the White House. In this case, it sounds like it was the wrong situation for the dog because, again, this is a working dog, and it was not given a job every day. They tried to put a working dog into a family style, like a pet environment. That's not going to work. If they, the White House, it's chaotic. There's hundreds of people there all day long. There's no, there's no consistency. There's no structure. It's the wrong place for a dog like this. And the proof is in the pudding. When you have 24 incidences, when you have 24 bites, that right there says it all. To put that, to put this in perspective, any other dog in the country that bit 24 times. They would have been euthanized after the first two bites. This dog was lucky it was owned by the president of the United States because that's why it's not euthanized right now. So to Biden's credit, yeah, they did the right thing. They rehomed the dog. But the, the reality is this dog was in the wrong environment from the get-go. That's Okay, that's interesting when he talked about a working dog because if you um... – like if you see a person who is visually impaired and they have a you know a service dog, I had a very good friend um, who had who had one, and 
they they tell you, and a lot of times it'll have signs on the dog, please don't pet me, mm-hmm. I'm working. And that's because those animals, I mean, they're very high intellect animals. Obviously, they're trained to do specific things, but they need their own environment to thrive and, and function. And they, mm-hmm. they thrive and function differently than sort of your rank and file, you know, pet. And it's crazy that they would bring that sort of animal into the White House. He's calling it a working dog based on the breed. And because the German Shepherd is from the working dog group, had it been a different dog, a different breed, situation may have been different. If it were a terrier or, you know, a smaller lap dog. But because it's a German Shepherd, a German Shepherd inherently likes to have a job, a working dog. And this dog did not have a job. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's why it was acting out. It wasn't just a small lap dog. Did we go back to the moon? Uh, we did go back to the moon. The first spacecraft, the first U.S. spacecraft to land on the moon in over 50 years. So, Odie landed. Odie? Uh, O-D-I? O-D-I-E. Uh, oh, like the dog? Yep. Uh, touched down and uh, started sending communications. What are we doing? Why back are we, to why Earth. Why are we doing this now? What's going on? They, I don't they, Fun? Yeah. They, so somebody to, just said, let's spend stuff? a gajillion dollars to go to the moon? Let's do this? Because China's doing it. Well, this is my question. It's like, uh, you know, the sending all the rockets up into space now, and you got Elon Musk and all these guys doing the, the rockets. I, would, like, I don't know what you can charge for a rocket trip. I would guess, though, the cost and research and development stuff, it would still be somewhat cost prohibitive, mm-hmm. at least in the very short run or medium short run. So I'm wondering, like, the sending this thing up onto the moon – What's the end game here? What are we trying to uh, accomplish? Who are we trying to? We're trying to colonize the moon. I mean, um, no. Did, last I heard, we're trying to. We're going to colonize Mars. So we're just going to skip the moon, and we're going to go to Mars. Like we're just going to bypass the moon and say the moon is too close to colonize. We want to go way, way out there. NASA is now working on setting up training area for a mission to Mars. Space seems very scary. Doesn't well, it, yeah. Doesn't space seem very scary? Would you go? Uh, you wouldn't go. I don't even leave. I don't even leave my house, Casey. Right. Do you, I seem like someone who would go to the moon? Yeah. I won't even fly to Florida. <laughs> Do I seem like someone who would fly to the moon? No. <laughs> I, I just, look, and obviously people like Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all these people are—I mean—they're national heroes and you know deserve all the accolades in their spot in history. But that seems just frightening beyond belief mm-hmm. to go up into outer space. So this was the first U.S. built spacecraft to stick the moon landing since 1972 and the first ever by a private company. What we can confirm without a doubt is our equipment is on the surface of the moon mm-hmm. and we are transmitting. So congratulations IM team. We'll see how much more we can get from that. So you know what this reminds me of? This really reminds me of William Shatner all the time. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard him sing William Shatner? Rocket Man. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. <laughs> the touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, 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 Rocket Man! I'm a rock. It's man. Abdul's the Rocket Man. He's coming up next no, on Nine. Susan Beckwith is coming up. Susan Beckwith was yesterday. Right. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Susan, 
WIBC, it is um, the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and oh my goodness, Casey, it yeah. is that time. It is that time. We do it every Friday to wrap up the show. We send you, the audience, into the weekend with the skills necessary to be better members of society. We're doing our best, right? We call it Mind Your Manners. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the segment. And we don't just bring in any schmuck or schmo <laughs> to give advice on how to be a better member of society. We've got our own former Miss Indiana. That's right. Her name is Susan Beckwith. She joins us now. All right, Susan, this is going to be a tough one this week. You are going to make our audience put their thinking caps on. It's the difference between entertainment and hospitality. Yeah, so I have the opportunity to speak tonight on this topic, and so it's very top of mind, and I don't necessarily want to seem like entertaining is bad. I love to entertain and think about special touches to really, you know, make a party over the top, but the focus is very different. You know, entertaining, it is you seek to impress with those little details, like the Bruce Springsteen yes. instrumental music in the back because I knew that you loved Bruce Springsteen. Have I, have um, I, have, Casey, have I ever told you the story? Yeah, you went over there to their house, to the Beckwith's home, yes. and she was playing some nice Bruce Springsteen. Now, I would think that that not only entertained you, but it made you feel welcome, which yes. is hospitality, I thought. I mean, Susan's house, I'm like, you think your house is big? Mm-hmm. Her house is a legit sky rise there in the city of Noblesville. Yeah, yeah. And it has oh. like nine Christmas trees <laughs> mm-hmm. and and there was Bruce Springsteen playing in the in the in the background on piano. It wasn't Bruce. It was like people playing instrumentals of Bruce. And I thought, I I don't know what the gates of heaven actually look like, but this could be it. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I have to say, like that's my only qualm with you, Rob, is your your like selection and music. That's the only thing I'm like, oh man, I cannot get on board. But I will play this Bruce Springsteen because I know he likes it. So, so if Susan actually got really, to know me, the, she would she would totally have way more qualms with me other than just Bruce right, Springsteen. Right, just the music. <laughs> Why don't you come in and co-host the show one day, Susan? You'll leave oh, with man, some qualms. I was laughing listening yesterday when you had Marlon on, and you know, kind of the lamenting that was going on. <laughs> All right, sorry. Hospitality, entertainment. We've totally just ruined this segment that you're you prepared so hard for. Go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, just really the focus is different. I don't think it's bad to entertain and you're kind of more focused on those details, the aesthetics, but hospitality is really more like a difference in heart posture. Like your, your focus is really less about that and more about being intentional with your guests and really focusing on them. And there are countless examples of this throughout the Bible. Uh, So yeah, so it's going to be a good evening. I'm actually going to be talking about you guys though. Oh, how exciting. So you have made it into the presentation. Hey! Where are you going to be speaking? What is this? Yeah, so there's a church here in Noblesville, Harbor Shores Baptist, and it's their women's ministry event for, you know, the winter spring season. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But there's a story that talks about a widow and there's a prophet, Elijah, that goes to her and asks for her to sustain him. And she has nothing, literally, you know, nothing. And the story is about her generosity and how she ends up selflessly giving and, you know, having faith during difficult times. And I feel like it's so relevant to present day because how insanely expensive everything is. And so I was listening and you had shared about the $1,100 per month additional that we need due to Bidenomics and inflation. Yep. It's crazy. So, Susan is our one listener, Casey. She actually paid attention. It's amazing. 
It's so good. I love that. We're so lucky. You guys in though to say, hey, you know, I get it. Right now, it's very difficult times, and so it's easy to be hospitable in times of abundance. But when things are more challenging, that's harder to want to welcome people into your home. But I really believe that if you do extend that uh, hospitality, that you will be so very blessed by it, and that the Lord will provide. Isn't hospitality more of a way of thinking rather than a way of doing almost like you can do things like make a big meal. But if you're being hospitable, it's actually making people want to come in and have the meal with you. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, looking at Jesus as the model of that is so key. And he really understood it was such a platform for like real intimate conversation, connection, even over something as mundane as a shared meal. And I think that's where the focus should be. I think we get really hung up, at least, I don't know, that I do, and that's some vulnerability there, like on all the details of making things perfect. And we live in such a society where, you know, you have Pinterest and these unattainable, you know, parties that, you know, are just over the top elaborate and really just stripping it down to what's most important. And that is like, true connection. Yeah, Susan, uh, Susan Beck with our guest. It's the Mind Your Manners segment. We're talking about the difference between hospitality and entertainment. And here's the thing I think you got going against you, Susan. You live in Hamilton County. <laughs> and we all know everyone in Hamilton County is trying to one-up each other. Mm-hmm. Compare that to where I live, uh, that hellhole over on the west side where if you need a warehouse or a high-density housing development or, as we might have mentioned earlier, now I guess it's apartment palooza there in Brownsburg. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a very it's a very low bar to hop over to be seen as a successful uh, host or hostess in Brownsburg. <laughs> but you people, you've got Noblesville, you've got mm-hmm. Fishers, you've got Carmel. You have such a high bar to hop over out there in Hamilton County. Well, I think we're just surrounded by it on social media, especially. I think about the time, because Rob, you and I are the same age. So there was a season where we didn't really have all that pressure where it's in your face all the time. And like you see things, you're like, oh, maybe I should be doing that. And you know, there's just, so I think really getting back to the heart of what is most important. And those are good reminders. And, you know, that's been a challenge. And I love being able to share about this because I think it's so important in a digital age to really bring it back to, you know, those relationships and being intentional. So that's going to be one of my challenges to the ladies tonight is just to think about who they can intentionally invite into their home and really keeping that focus on the guest versus all of the frivolous. And here's the deal. You should have Casey come with you to one of these because her house, and I've been in her house, Mm. it is spotless. (laughs) I love it. It is a high rise. It is a spotless high rise, not a speck of dust anywhere he exaggerates a little bit I, I mean, um, you should have seen the bathroom this morning when i left for work no there here, was some toothpaste on the sink here's the thing susan <laughs> when i went over to watch her dog a couple times it was like and she was like no pressure you just make yourself at home except you throw this over here and you put that over here and you hang no, that up right no. here I mean, it, was, it was oh but you just make yourself at home while you're in there just don't get any dirt anywhere that's not even true but uh susan i absolutely can understand and relate to what you're talking about because especially i think when you have younger children and they're in school and they're trying to make an impression on their peers and it's very much the keeping up with the Joneses mentality but at some point you do have to let all of that go and realize that this life is not for impressing others it's for making yourself happy and you do that with connections that you make with people and those connections aren't based on things and stuff 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that we're going to be able to to take with us someday are the souls that we win for the Lord. And, you know, just keeping our, like, you know, eyes and and on on that eternal focus. And, you know, that really does put things in perspective. But it's easy to lose sight of that. And I think that's, you know, what's so great about having moments like this, just to reflect on that. And I think, you know, when you become a very contented person, you're very confident to just do the best you can with what you have. And uh, I think those are all important reminders, at least ones I'm, I'm trying to instill in my kiddos. All right. Tell us about your website and Facebook page. It's very fabulous. Bell of the Midwest. Okay, so actually speaking of kiddos, on my blog, there are different pieces about teaching manners to your children. The gym etiquette piece was uh, surprisingly <laughs> really popular. Uh, so there's all like a lot of different topics that you could um, check out there. My Facebook page is where you'll find the most regular content. We just um, launched a skiing etiquette piece. So if you have plans to do that this uh, winter still, uh, be sure to check that out. And if you don't follow already, I would love that. Hey, before we let you go, so remember when uh, Susan gifted me half of their house during Christmas? Christmas when she was like, uh, we have all this junk we don't need. <laughs> right. Rob, Rob lives in Brownsburg. He would surely he love that. All of this nice Hamilton County <laughs> sure. stuff. That is not true. <laughs> she, she gave me one Arms of, for the poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Tiny Tim over here. You, you gave me this sweater of Micah's, and I will tell you, and I mm-hmm. wear it quite yeah. a bit when I'm here at work, it is my absolute favorite thing that I own now. Yeah. I love that. I so uh, I'm I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those times where it's like I'm feeling overwhelmed, and we're just gonna do a clean out, and uh, I could do it. I could stand to do it again. So maybe more stuff will be headed. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's your lucky day. Nice clothes for people in Hamilton County. Let's go. Hey, Susan uh, Bell of the Midwest. B E L L E of the Midwest. Find it on Facebook. BellMidwest.com. You're the best. Thank you. Yes, have a great weekend. Yes, you too. And thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. And you have a wonderful weekend. Tony Katz is up next. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.